yeah welcome and welcome back to another episode of format podcast got a pretty interesting show for you here today gonna talk some uh what many people think is the greatest weekend in the nfl schedule and that's conference championship weekend where we decide the two participants to the upcoming super bowl but before we get to that if you haven't already please go ahead click that subscribe that like that notification bell get the audio podcast platform wherever your podcasts are hosted or wherever you get your podcasts i should say and uh Please make sure you're sharing the podcast. We're almost there to the magic number 1,000 subscribers. And as soon as we do that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get these live call-in shows started. Can't wait to do that. Can't wait to have an opportunity to better interact with you. Take this show to the next level for 2024. But yeah, let's get right to it. Okay, so as I mentioned, a lot of people think that uh, championship weekend is the best in in the college, uh, not the college, in the NFL season. And we're definitely, we got two incredible matchups. We probably couldn't ask for anything better um on the afc side we got the two best quarterbacks in the conference arguably uh we got the guy lamar jackson who is probably going to wrap up his second mvp award and of course we have the uh, former two-time mvp and two-time super bowl champion on the other side with the kansas city chiefs patrick mahomes on the nfc side We've got uh, pretty much a perennial uh, NFC Championship game participant, San Francisco 49ers, and uh, their their young quarterback, Brock Purdy, who I guess he's the topic of a lot of discussion. How good is he? How good is he not? Is he system quarterback? What is it? Blah, blah, blah. And on the other side, we have former Super Bowl participant with the Los Angeles Rams, now with the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff and his team that are making a surprising run to the NFC title game for the first time since 1991, I believe. 1991 or 92. But um, regardless, we've got two great matchups here, and we're going to talk just a little bit about them. I'm not going to get too in-depth into them, but we're going to talk a little bit about them. And uh, yeah, let's go. So uh, the first one, I'm going to start with the AFC. Now, this Ravens-Chiefs match, I think, is crazy, right? Um, you watch the show, obviously you're here. So you know what is my mantra on winning football. Now that has changed somewhat, not my mantra, but what winning football is in the modern era with the way they have legislated away a lot of the defense, a lot of the physicality and the way they put so much of the onus on the offense and offensive production and quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to a couple simple things, run the ball, stop the run. And the teams that generally do that coincidentally in 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 both conference matchups today are are among the best in the league um when you talk about uh stopping the run you have the two best uh run defenses uh well you have three of the best run defenses in the league oddly enough baltimore is at number 14 on the season in rushing defense which i think was interesting because all the pundits and all the analysts are ranting and raving about how is Kansas City going to be able to run the ball. Now, Baltimore probably, I, I believe they've tightened up their run defense as the season had went on, but as it stands right now for the year, and obviously that's not going to change, but for the regular season, they're actually 14th in the league in rush defense. But Baltimore, we know as a franchise traditionally has always hung their hat on stout defense and they're doing it again because they have the number one total defense, number one scoring defense. And, uh, you know, that, that'll get it done for you. Right. And obviously they have a great rushing offense. I believe the number one rushing offense in the league. And of course, Lamar Jackson, who we mentioned earlier, is uh, likely to be the uh, two time MVP pretty shortly here. And um, Lamar Jackson is he's having a great year the numbers are not through the roof I did a show a few weeks back talking about that but it's the way he's playing and the way he's leading this team and the fact that against the better competition in the league this year the Ravens have been dominant and um, 
you look at it and you say the reason that this team is an elite running team is always because of the threat of Lamar Jackson to be able to run the football uh, efficiently and dangerously. He's a guy that can take off at any given time. But the difference between him previously and uh, this season is the fact that even when he gets out of the pocket, he has the opportunity to take off on you, but he's not looking to do that. You're seeing him take so much more time now and using his incredible and unique mobility to be able to scan the field and make the plays downfield in the scramble drill. And that is causing defenses an absolute nightmare. When you get a mobile quarterback like that, who can also uh, throw the ball down the field and to, to combine with that, he's got a more pro style offense this year than he's ever had before with uh Offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, who uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, he's the next coming of Mike Martz or anything, but he has he runs a much more pro style offense and and slightly more pass friendly than Greg Roman did in terms of his passing con uh, concepts without giving up um, the ability to run the football effectively. I don't think Baltimore is ever going to truly get away from that DNA, but um, that in conjunction with the fact that Baltimore has given uh, Lamar not an elite uh, wide receiver core, but better weapons than he's ever had before. He's got Odell Beckham Jr. He's got Zay Flowers. He's got Rashad Bateman. And it looks like Mark Andrews may be playing today. But even if he's not, Isaiah Likely has stepped in admirably at tight end, made a lot of big plays downfield for Lamar Jackson. So this is a this is a dangerous team um, altogether. And I was um I was mentioning uh Lamar Jackson and and talking about this how the stats aren't uh through the roof. Now remember in his unanimous MVP season about three years ago, I, he set the record with over twelve hundred rushing yards, which is absolutely crazy, right? And so uh this year he has I wanna say a little over eight hundred yards, and that's a down year rushing the football for him. So he has the ability to do it, but he doesn't even have to you know, he doesn't have to uh, push that. And so I think that's what is the, the dangerous part um, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, his his ability to create so much pressure on defenses with his legs. But now the fact that he's not even looking to take off um, on the defensive side, I think what is really interesting to me with the Ravens is the fact that uh, Kyle Hamilton, I'm hearing a lot of people say Kyle Hamilton, first team all pro safety is um they, that that the Ravens should try to lock him up on Travis Kelsey. And I think that's absolutely stupid. I think Kyle Hamilton's got the athleticism and he may have the skill, but why would you do that? Kyle Hamilton's, I'm not gonna say greatness, but part of the reason why he's been so, so effective for the Ravens is his ability to play all over the place on the defense and have to be accounted for, whether it's up near the line of scrimmage in the box to help stop the run or to get into the backfield or to rush the passer or to drop back in coverage, you know, as a tr more traditional safety uh, to play the passing. And so if you completely take him out of your game plan by saying we're going to put him on Travis Kelsey all game. First of all, Travis Kelsey is one of the best route running tight ends and receiving tight ends in the history of the game, if not the best. So I don't know why you uh, necessarily put Kyle Hamilton into that situation where he's got to try and defend that for an entire game. I don't think that's very smart defensively. And again, you're taking away one of your greatest and most versatile weapons on that side of the ball by doing that. So I think it would be pretty stupid. Obviously, you're going to see Kyle Hamilton matched up on Kelsey at times, and that's smart. Uh, use his size, use his length, use his athleticism, use his physicality, and that's cool. But you don't want to you don't want to put him on there all day. I, I just don't think that would be the smart move. Um, on on the flip side of this, now we look at uh, the Chiefs. I think so. It's 
<laughs> you you went into this year and you're saying, man, um, the Chiefs don't have the weapons that they normally have. Travis Kelsey is looking a step slower as the year goes on. Pat Mahomes is not playing out of this world like he usually does. But yet, for the sixth time in a row in his six years as a starter, Pat Mahomes is where? Finding himself in the AFC Championship game. Pat Mahomes, again, that didn't have the same level of weapons. He had receivers that pretty much led the league and dropped passes. But guess what? He's still here. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, for the first time in his career, had to play a playoff game on the road. But guess what? They're still here. AFC Championship game. It is absurd how good this guy is and the resume that he's building towards being arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, obviously, there's a long way to go. And obviously, rules play, uh, play a big part in... Uh, the, the numerical and statistical production that this guy's putting up. But at the end of the day, he's an absolute monster. Uh, I think the numbers are this. This was an interesting stat that I found. Uh, Tom Brady has a uh, Tom Brady has 88 career touchdown passes in the postseason. And, you know, that's crazy. Now, he did that over, what, 21 years. So that's 43 more touchdown passes than second place Aaron Rodgers and Joe Montana. Now that's cool. Here's the thing. Pat Mahomes has 38 touchdown passes in 16 games, which coincidentally the 16 is one third the amount of games that Tom Brady played in his postseason career. So the math, run, the math comes out pretty simple. If Patrick Mahomes keeps up this pace in 48 career postseason games, he will have 104 career touchdown passes and blow Tom Brady out of the water. Now, the rules, of course, are different. The way the game is played is different because if we remember early in Tom Brady's career, he wasn't lighting things up because, you know, it was a much more defense and run oriented league and a much more defense and run oriented uh, Patriots team. And so Pat Mahomes has had the opportunity to play in this era. So we got to just take that into consideration. With that said, he is absolutely insane. Pat Mahomes is that good. So that that's something to watch um, in terms of seeing what Pat Mahomes is going to be able to get against this Ravens defense, which led the league in points per game allowed at 16.5. Quick note. The Ravens led the league in 16.5 points per game, and everybody is raving. <laughs> Get it? Everybody's raving about that uh, that that defense and how they didn't allow any points and so on and so forth. And it just goes to show how ridiculous the 2000 Ravens were uh, with the NFL record. I think they allowed 165 points in the entire season, and that's uh, 10 and a half points per game on the year, 10.6 points per game on the year. That is insane. You couldn't get anything against that team. Easily, in my estimation, the greatest defense of all time. But I'm not going to go too far into that. But yeah, um, the Ravens don't give up a lot. They don't give up a lot of points. They don't give up a lot of yards. It's going to be tough sledding in terms of uh, coming by points for the um, uh, coming by points for the, the the Chiefs in this game. And the funny thing is, I believe the Chiefs and no one's really talking about this. They are the second ranked scoring defense in the league at just under 18. So Steve Spagnolo doing his thing again, dialing up a great defense, especially in the late season and in the playoffs. And that's what he was known for in, in the Super Bowl runs with the Giants. And that's what he's also known for in his time with uh, Kansas City. So great matchup, uh, two outstanding defenses. I think one great defense and one defense that's playing great. So the great defense, obviously the Ravens and the defense that's playing great in Kansas City. Um, one of the keys real quick is got to find a way to stop Chris Jones. He always finds a way to be a game wrecker. But I think the fact that the fact of what Lamar Jackson, like I mentioned earlier, can do to you in the running game, being so super mobile, 
that may well negate what Chris Jones can do if he pushes the pocket. So we'll see. Um, let's go over to the NFC. Really interesting matchup here. And one of the reasons I say that, you got, I believe, the number uh, number two and number three rush defenses in the league in uh, uh, Detroit and San Francisco. Chicago is number one, Detroit number two, San Francisco number three. And um, these are both teams that uh, really hang their hat on running the football and being physical at the point of attack and in the trenches. So it's really, if you look at this, it's like uh, Detroit is a team that built itself in the mirror image of San Francisco. I didn't know if they looked at it and said, okay, this is the bully in the conference. We'll build it like that and we'll outdo them. Kind of like what Michigan did in college against, you know, your Alabamas and your Georgias. We got to build it like that and be able to outdo them if we want to be able to beat them and get to the promised land. And we saw Michigan do that. Now we see in Detroit built themselves uh, the way San Francisco did. And you have, um, obviously, there's a big difference in the quarterbacks, mainly that Jared Goff was the number one pick overall and Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. But uh, they play a lot of like, even though Jared Goff probably has a little more arm talent, Purdy's slightly more mobile, but they play a lot of like, um, you have outstanding receiving duos in uh with with detroit you got jameson williams amon ross st brown obviously you got uh brandon Ayuk and um debo samuel in san francisco and then you have two iowa tight ends who are heavily featured in the passing and blocking games of their teams in george kittle and sam laporta so it's like these teams are really looking in the mirror at themselves uh, on the on the running game san francisco you obviously got christian mccaffrey and in detroit you got jameer gibbs both guys who uh they get a crease they can hit their head on the goal post but they're also strong enough to run it inside this is insane how evenly matched these two teams are and uh i think where it gets me is going to be Kyle Shanahan, he may be the difference maker, obviously a more experienced big game coach, but also he's a big game coach that seems to tighten up in those big moments. I think last week was the first time he's ever, ever um, been able to come back and win a game trailing in the fourth quarter, which is odd for a guy who's supposed to be such an elite play caller and offensive genius, but it is what it is. But they showed that they could come overcome, excuse me, uh, some adversity and win a tough game um, last week that was hanging in the balance at, at, towards the end. and. I'm watching this and I'm saying Detroit is really, really tough. They're young. They're hungry. Uh, they Dan Campbell is a leader of men. He's ultra aggressive in terms of is he going to go for it on fourth down and, and playing the analytics and all that. And they've got a really good offensive play caller in Ben Johnson. Now, if you're Ben Johnson, it sure helps that you have a really great O-line with some high-level picks there. And you got a lot of weapons on offense and you've got a really good quarterback. Everybody looks like a great play caller when they have all the weapons and they've got a great O-line, right? So we'll see if and when Ben Johnson becomes a head coach of a team that obviously needs a, not, needs a lot more work this offseason, right? Because good teams aren't hiring, firing their coaches. So... If he becomes a, a head coach of a team that needs a lot more work, we'll see just how good he is. But as of right now, he's an outstanding play caller. And uh, these guys have their team believing. They have their team ready to go play. Um, it's on the road. So that that obviously is never an easy thing to play a championship game on the road. But the Lions, they truly believe that they can go out here and win this thing. And <laughs> what am I going to say here? What did I mention earlier? The two, the number two and number three rush defenses, two of the best rushing teams in the league, two great offensive lines who want to win in the trenches, two great blocking and receiving tight ends. So what is it? 
stop the run, run the ball. Who's going to stop the run and run the ball? It is amazing that no matter how hard the league tries to get away from basic football tenets, at the end of the day, we keep seeing that for the most part, the same things are going to take you to the promised land. So um, I guess doing this little preview show here, I got to make a pick. And I'm again, I'm not the gambling guy, so don't take anything from this. I'm just uh, picking it out right, not even picking a score. Um, in the AFC game, I really want to say that this is Lamar's time and that the Ravens are, are just that good. And I do believe that they're the more complete team in terms of having the better offense. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Lamar Jackson finally has some weapons. We've seen that Odell Beckham Jr. clearly will never be the same OBJ again. However, um, if we remember him in the last Super Bowl he played in with the Rams, he was probably going to be Super Bowl MVP before he blew out his knee. This is a guy that can make big catches and make big plays when the team needs him. So that's a weapon. Obviously, we've seen the rookie Zay Flowers do his thing all year. Rashad Bateman can make a big catch here and there. And of course, if Mark Andrews plays, uh, Lamar gets his his favorite weapon back, but Isaiah likely is doing his thing too. And we talked about that defense, Kyle Hamilton being an X factor, Roquan Smith being the best linebacker in that game and maybe the best linebacker in the game of football. So top to bottom, and of course, oh, I didn't even mention special teams. Uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> Justin Tucker is one of the best kickers who's ever played. So if it gets down to a field goal, we can probably count on Justin Tucker being the difference, but it is so hard to choose against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid in these situations. Six straight AFC Championship game appearances and three times they've been to the Super Bowl. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm going to say that I'm going to go with, and this is so tough, but I'm going to go with Baltimore by a hair just because they're the more complete team and they're playing at home. I think that may be the difference maker. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone before I go back and say I can't I can't in good conscience go against uh Mahomes and Andy Reid. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore by a hair because they're the more complete team and they're playing at home. All right, next. Um man, there's another toss-up, the Niners and the Lions. I have no idea. Um, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with the Lions. I think it's time, and I think that. Brock Purdy, I do believe he's really, really good, but I think Jared Goff has been here. He knows what it takes. He's got weapons. Uh, uh, they stopped the run. And I just think the Lions are so hungry. And I think if it gets to it, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan in big spots. I just don't. We've seen time and time again in big spots, for whatever reason, he can't seem to get it done. Now, we know that there's obviously going to be uh, a lot of circumstances and a lot of context there in terms of why he hasn't gotten it done but as a coordinator and a head coach we have not we we haven't been able to see him get done get it done in those big spots and so with that just because i think you have two elite run defenses here i think jared goff's level of experience and the overall hunger of the detroit lions i think it'll be the difference maker uh not necessarily the x's and o's here but the Jimmys and Joes and 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 the passion and the um, emotion here. Yeah, I know a couple episodes back I talked about passion and not emotion. But uh, so let's let's leave, let's leave it at passion. But yeah, I think Detroit again by a hair. Two very close, outstanding games. But I think at the end of the day, we come up with the Detroit Lions for the first time in the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens for the third time ever in the Super Bowl. So what I want to know from you is, uh, do you agree with my picks? What are your picks? What do you think are the key points to this game? And uh, 
yeah, I can't wait to hear from you. Leave your comments in the comment section. Can't wait to answer them. And I'll be, I'm out. Peace.